Thanks for stopping by to listen to Northern Ag Network On Demand. We've enjoyed being able to provide these programs on more platforms and appreciate you taking the time to listen. This report is brought to you by Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, who would like to remind hunters that respecting private landowners and the access they provide is more important than ever. Positive relationships between hunters and landowners impacts all recreationists. It's up to us. Respect access, protect the hunt. Now time for the report. Good morning, everyone. Andy Schwab here from the Northern Ag Network with today's Morning Marker Report. With many folks getting into the thick of calving season, animal nutrition companies are focused on helping those producers have the best calf crop as possible. Brian Feaser, animal beef nutritionist for ADM, told me they're doing so with a product that helps with scours, which also carries a unique binding agent. What it does is it selectively targets what we call fimbriated bacteria, and that's a fancy word for bacteria that have hair on them. And so think about how Velcro works, like a pair of Velcro shoes or a Velcro brace or something, that when that PK gear Monday yeast comes into contact with an E. coli or any other bacteria that has that right kind of hair. It just acts like Velcro and sticks together and basically inactivates that bacteria. And like I said, one of the major bacteria that cause scours is E. coli and one of the bacteria that it binds to is E. coli. He added the administering process can be really easy through that mineral and can be done through many feed sources with an optimal time to deliver that product about 30 days before calving. Now, also along the lines of animal nutrition, UNL Extension Beef Educator Aaron Labori says producers should know their cow's limits when it comes to feeding corn. Her press release on the Angus Beef Bulletin says the lack of forage due to drought and current hay prices, producers are considering alternative feed options for those feeding cows this winter, and they should consider keeping the protein around. Additionally, she said there must be some forage included in that grain-based diets to promote rumen function and prevent digestive upset. Also, one last story on the cattle front before we head to break. Some analysts are saying the beef cow herd rebuilding is not going to be witnessed until 2026 now. John Navalka, Sterling Marketing President, says in an AgWeb article, even if the rains come and ranchers can begin to restock, those indications that many who liquidated their herds over the past years have no intention of getting back into the business, adding that those that plan to restock are likely to take a cautionary approach to herd rebuilding. Let's take a break and see what the other ag news is right after this. Battling Pythium in your pulse crops? Fight back with Viantis, a powerful fungicide seed treatment with a new mode of action to provide protection from Pythium. Its potent active ingredient delivers strong stands, better root health, and increased yield potential. Talk to your Syngenta retailer about how Viantis can help you make your yield potential and quality goals with stands that deliver. Always read and follow label instructions. Over the past 30 years, Montana has consistently ranked in the nation's top five states for suicides. This is not a statistic to be proud of. Many factors contribute to this, like social isolation, increased access to firearms, and alcohol use as a coping mechanism. The Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services is making it easier for anyone to get help through the new crisis call or text line 988. Let's give Montana a better statistic to be known by. If you or someone you know needs help, dial 988.
The winter weather has forced the postponement of a few events. For Winnet Aces, they had planned on hosting a succession stories event yesterday and today in Malta and Winnet respectfully. However, Mother Nature had other plans. The group said they're coming up with a new date to hear from the succession stories of the Lee family and Judith Gap, the Hammond family from Malta, and the Mannix family from Helmville. They added they'll be in touch with those who had already RSVP'd. Also looking at this week's events calendar, the USDA is going to be holding their annual USDA Ag Outlook Forum on February 23rd and 24th. That event is going to be packed with sessions covering major issues in the ag economy, capped by the USDA's official economic prognostications early Friday morning. That's also going to be the same day that the USDA will release the USDA's latest cattle on feed report, and that market will certainly be watching closely this week for continued signs of tight supplies. Well, prior to the MSU Bobcats completing the sweep of the UM Grizz on the hardwood list last weekend, several athletes and a former MSU rodeo coach were inducted into the Bobcat Athletics Hall of Fame. On Friday evening, legendary rodeo coach John LaRick had his name etched into history books after he led the Bobcats to five national championships during his 18 seasons at Montana State University. Dozens of students and supporters were there in Strand Union to see the ceremony. Well, let's take a break and shift gears into the ag markets right after this. Hello, this is Bill Coffey, CEO of Stockman Bank. We are a Montana-born company, family-owned, and uniquely focused on meeting the financial needs of all Montanans. As we celebrate our 70th anniversary, we remain independent and committed to traditional Western values with the power of local management and decision-making and homegrown community service. Stop by any of our locations across Montana and discover the Stockman difference. Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking member, FDIC. As you may recall, yesterday the markets were closed in observance of President's Day, so we had a day back to Friday to see where those futures finished. Of course, throughout Friday, the live cattle contracts were able to trade higher as those traders noted the strong price advancements in the cash cattle sector and continued to note the resilient nature of the box beef prices. Last week, actually, the choice cattle values had it over $7 with their final figure on Friday for the choice cattle values of the box beef coming in just over two eighty one. That's largely helped out by the strong slaughter pace as Friday's estimate of slaughter cattle was 121,000 head, while last week's projections were estimated to come in just under 627,000 head. When we turn to the futures board, as mentioned, it was closed yesterday, so we date back to Friday where the March feeders were able to add 30 cents at 186.52. April feeders, however, giving away 15 cents at 190.45. That's a pretty similar situation to what we saw on the week-over-week comparison as the March feeders were up 13 cents in that seven-day window while the April feeders down 22 cents after the corn markets pretty well slid sideways as well. The good news, though, last week was the cash cattle markets coming in $1 to $2 stronger both on the hoof and on the rail. For those live Live deals they came in 159 to 162. Dress kettle also up one to two at 254 to 256. Turn our attention to the local auctions in Osainage on Friday, having a decent test of bred cows and heifers through the ring. Those four to five year old mamas coming in two thousand dollars to twenty two seventy five ahead, while bred heifers were able to top the market at twenty one fifty. Probably the biggest news of the grain markets last week was the fact that there really wasn't a lot of news to drive the market. Truly, it was an extremely quiet trading week, and Kansas City winter wheat was able to come away with the biggest gain on Friday, while the Chicago soft red wheat and the Minneapolis spring wheat were on a steadier trend. Similarly, they found the corn markets like that, as Ukraine and Russia continues to be the world's cheapest source of wheat, as they've seen a recent plunge in the Russian ruble, while the U.S. saw a 3% rally in the U.S. dollar index. 
Nonetheless, trade continues to keep a close eye on Argentina crop conditions over the last week and a half, and this week will likely be no different on the story. Checking out what some of those cash grains did. We're going to go to Portland first, as last week we saw the 12 Pro Winery up eight cents on Friday, 10.31 to 10.46. 14 Pro Spring Wheat, though, steady, 10.03 to 10.15. Well, that's all the time we have for today's Morning Mark Report here on the Northern Ag Network. I'm Mendy Schwab.